Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, I'm Robert Evans, and this is Myanmar, Printing the Revolution. It's an It Could Happen Here special mini-series, an in-depth documentary investigation with me and journalist James Stout. Over the next four days, you're going to learn about the Jinzi militias of the Myanmar Civil War, 3D printed weapons, and a bunch of other really fascinating stuff besides. So, without any further ado, here's James. Ever since the first person built the first fence took land from everybody and annexed it to themselves. Property rights and violence had gone hand in hand. With property grew the state, and with the state came the police. Today, most of us grow up under the control of states, and they're so ubiquitous that their violence is often overlooked, until a particularly egregious incident occurs. But all states, even the most benign, rest on a monopoly on violence. States are the entities that impose laws on a given area. And if you break those laws, the state can beat you up, lock you up, or shoot you up. When the state loses a monopoly on violence, it ceases to be able to enforce its laws, charge its taxes, and enforce its will on the people it rules. We've seen this all over the world, from the Democratic Republic of Congo to, briefly, downtown Seattle. Our state in the USA speaks the language of rights and liberties. When we want to appeal to the state, we tend to use that language. 
even though our state, as we saw in 2020, is backed by plenty of violence, as much as any other, it goes a long way to camouflage that violence. Some states are a bit more mask off. They speak to their citizens more or less exclusively through violence. And when citizens need to respond to that state, they respond to the language it uses to speak to them. That's how a teenager from Yangon, Myanmar, ended up on Reddit in summer of 2021, asking strangers how to use a 3D printer and computer to make a rifle. Myanmar isn't a country that is on the radar for most of the US. If it is at all, it's probably because of State Councillor and Foreign Minister Aung San Suu Kyi. She managed perhaps the history's fastest pivot from Nobel Peace Prize winner to head of a government accused of genocide. But Suu Kyi is in jail now, and the Rohingya, the Muslim ethnic group that the military attempted to eliminate from the east of the country under her rule, are just one of many ethnic and political groups that are in open armed conflict with the military, who now hold control of the government of Myanmar. Known locally as a Tatmadaw, the military seized power in early 2021. You might have seen a video of a woman doing an aerobics workout as the vehicles rolled in behind her to seize power. Ever since that day, they've been committing crimes against humanity all over the country. Myanmar has a longer history of dictatorship than democracy. The British East India Company occupied the area that now represents the country in the 19th century. As always, they talked about civilizing missions and freedoms, but in practice, the occupation was extractive and only benefited the Anglo-Burmese and a few Indian civil servants they brought with them. Often, Buddhist monks led to resistance that manifested itself in hunger strikes and everyday acts of disobedience, small ways of saying no. In a few instances, it became open and unrest spilled into the streets. The country became a major battleground during the Second World War, with Japan invading and seizing the country before Allied forces took it back in a fierce campaign in 1944. As many as 150,000 Japanese troops died. Burmese people fought on both sides. Aung San, Aung San Suu Kyi's father, demanded that Britain grant him and his fellow Burmese people independence if they fought for the Allies. The British refused. Aung San then went first to China and eventually Japan for support, and eventually he fought against the British with his Burma independence army. But after two years of occupation, Aung San and his comrades changed sides. Under a broad alliance called the Anti-Fascist Organization, they turned on the Japanese, and they once again took up arms to liberate their country. On the 4th of January 1947, Burma became an independent republic. The new republic's territory combined three British territories and over a hundred distinct ethnic groups. For the next 14 years, these groups struggled to find a democratic Burma and an identity for themselves within it. Mostly they failed. The period was characterized by the Chinese civil war spilling into Burma, ethnic armed insurgencies, and repeated demands for a federal republic with a weak central government. In 1962, the military, irate at new demands for a federal republic, staged a coup. Burma spent the next 22 years under the military rule of a council, pursuing what they called the Burmese way to socialism. Burma's planned economy left it largely isolated from the rest of the world. At home, the press was censored, and a type of nationalism that combined nominal socialism and Burman ethnic identity became the official state ideology. During this period, Burma became one of the world's poorest countries. Sporadic protests were met with overwhelming force. On the 8th of August 1988, an uprising began. It started among the students in Yangon, but it took root quickly around the country. The so-called 8888 uprising, because of the date, 
began with a general strike and huge non-violent protests. These were met with gunfire. Protesters fought back with Molotov cocktails and rocks. The military fired into hospitals, and by September 18th, they'd launched a coup to take the country from a one-party state back to a military dictatorship. It was during these protests that Aung San Suu Kyi, the daughter of independence hero Aung San, emerged as a national figurehead, especially in the West. Amitav Ghosh, the Indian writer, wrote the following about 8888. Across Burma, people poured out in thousands to join the protests. Not just students, but also teachers, monks, children, professionals, and trade unionists of every shade. It was on this day, too, that the hunter made its first determined attempt at repression. Soldiers opened fire on the demonstrators, and hundreds of unarmed marchers were killed. The killings continued for a week, but still the demonstrators continued to flood the streets. After the uprising had been suppressed, multi-party elections were later held. While the new National League for Democracy party of Aung San Suu Kyi won the most votes, the hunter refused to cede power. Protests continued off and on for decades, with the 2007 Saffron Revolution, in which the government violently cracked down on monks, resulting in the most international condemnation. Following the Saffron Revolution, the government's isolationism hindering aid after extensive cyclone damage in 2008, the military government finally implemented the roadmap to discipline flourishing democracy that it had developed in 1993. If you're wondering about the name of the country, this officially changed in 1989 as well. But like much of the nation's history, a grand proclamation from the government didn't mean much on the ground. Both words derive from Buranma, a name that the majority ethnic group who we're calling Burman here use for themselves. Many opposition groups still use Burma instead of Myanmar. It's another small way of saying no to the military's attempt to control every aspect of their lives. Finally, on the 18th of September, the army took to the streets in a coup led by their chief of staff, General Sormong. The next day, the killings began again. The army later described these people as looters. It was not until 2011 that the military junta finally stepped down and passed on power to the Union Solidarity and Development Party in an election that was widely seen as fraudulent. A year later, Aung San Suu Kyi was released, and by 2015, her National League for Democracy won an absolute majority. While she was barred from holding the presidential office, she took on the role of state councillor, and Myanmar entered a period of liberalization, which, although never the federal democracy promised when the country gained its independence in 1947, allowed for significant freedoms of communication and speech, especially for the Burman-majority ethnic group. Not everyone was reconciled to the change. Many of Myanmar's 135 ethnic groups feel marginalized by the state, which tends to be dominated by the Burman ethnicity. Some of these groups have armed insurgent wings, often more than one per ethnic group, as they disagree on politics or religion. These groups have fought various Burmese governments since the 1940s, but many of them reached a ceasefire with the government as the country passed from military to civilian rule. One group, however, saw a huge uptick in violence. 
The Rohingya ethnic group have been persecuted by Buddhist nationals since the 1970s, but the campaign against them increased in violence and scale in 2016, when the Tatmadaw began a huge crackdown against Rohingya people in Rakhine State. The persecution began in response to attacks by the Arkan Rohingya Salvation Army on Burmese border outposts, but the campaign that followed had nothing to do with the small insurgent group, and a lot to do with the desire of the Tatmadaw to destroy or drive out all Rohingya people, who they claim are undocumented migrants from Bangladesh and not citizens of Myanmar. While the world praised Suki, her government looked the other way as the military carried out a genocide that displaced over a million people and killed tens of thousands. It was in the context of growing international condemnation of the genocide that Myanmar went to the polls in November of 2020. The November 2020 election was only the nation's second since the official end of military rule. Aung San Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy won a resounding victory. The military-backed Union Solidarity and Development Party holds 25% of seats under a constitution that Suu Kyi wanted to change. It didn't take defeat well. The election was neither perfectly free nor fair. The Rohingya have been almost wholly disenfranchised. The government claims they are illegal immigrants from Bangladesh and thus unable to vote. Areas with ethnic armed organizations which oppose the government often had polls canceled and internet cut off, according to Human Rights Watch. The Carter Center estimates that 1.4 million citizens couldn't vote. The one opposition party that was certainly not shortchanged was the military's. However, it was the Union Solidarity and Development Party, USDP, which had been calling for election delays due to COVID before polls opened. Once the elections concluded, they immediately began questioning the results. They continued to attempt to undermine the vote for months before they resorted to force on the 1st of February 2021, the day before the newly elected legislators were due to be sworn in. The world largely ignored the situation, apart from the one viral video where a masked fitness instructor dances in the foreground as APCs roll through a roadblock and into the parliament complex behind her. Aung San Suu Kyi was arrested, charged with breaching COVID-19 restrictions and illegally importing a walkie-talkie, and General Min Aung Hlaing was installed at the head of a military junta. If this sounds a little like a stop-the-steal fantasy, that's because it is eerily similar to one. Myanmar's democracy is not what academics call a consolidated one, which is to say that democracy has never been the only game in town there. But the United States seems to be rapidly deconsolidating its own democracy. The allegations of election fraud in Myanmar were no more credible than those in Arizona. However, the military's tradition of political engagement there removed many of the barriers in between electoral defeat and the death of a short-lived democracy. Within 24 hours of the coup, the people of Myanmar had fought back. Healthcare workers and civil servants were on strike by February 3rd, and a boycott of junta-owned businesses had begun. Protests began with a handful of people. The memories of massacres of pro-democracy protesters in the 1980s kept many away. But a younger generation, who had grown up with relative liberty, internet access, and basic freedoms, had not seen blood in the streets like their parents. They had seen activists in Hong Kong, the USA, and Ukraine take on violent state apparatus and they'd often seen them win. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. By the 6th of February... 20,000 people were in the streets of Yangon, the largest city, and the internet was shut down nationwide. Protests began peacefully, with memeable signs like, My ex is bad, but the military is worse, and We are protesting peacefully, but with the WAP capitalized, so it said WAP. These signs were designed by a generation of kids who grew up with access to the internet to attract international attention. Despite the ban, they used VPNs to show images of their struggle. One sign read, You've messed with the wrong generation. Now we'll never be allowed to ruin our own lives. The Tatmadaw showed its cards pretty quickly. Police began the suppression with slingshots and clubs, then tear gas and flashbang, and quickly they moved to rifles and rocket propel grenades. By the 9th of February, Maya Thwe Thwe Hine, a 20-year-old woman, had been shot in the street. <laughs> Ah! 
Soon, those young protesters had switched sides for shields. By mid-March on Armed Forces Day, 114 civilians were killed in a single day, including 65 in Yangon, who were kettled by police, surrounded, and then shot. Quickly, shield walls were set up, medics identified themselves in the protest movement, and hard hats and goggles were distributed. But this didn't tip the balance of power in their favour. Suo Lin, a former student union leader, was there from the start. In a text message, he told me, I did not miss a single day. As a member of the Kaya State National Strike Committee, I later became more involved in anti-authoritarian protests. In the early protests, you see him in photos walking at the front of a group carrying flags and banners with his student ID card on a lanyard around his neck. But by March, he's wearing a black shirt, goggles, and a hard construction hat. Meanwhile, the National League for Democracy politicians who had escaped detention joined other parties and set up a national unity government in April. The national unity government contained members of the National League for Democracy, but significantly, a Rohingya activist was appointed an advisor in the Ministry of Human Rights, and the national unity government has announced it would, for the first time, accept the jurisdiction of the International Criminal Court with respect to all international crimes committed in Myanmar since 2002. This would include the Rohingya genocide. By May, both the National Unity Government and Zawalin had realised that no amount of non-violent protest was going to dislodge a regime that was happy to gun down kids in the street. So on the 5th of May, he left for the jungle. That same day, the National Unity Government announced the formation of the People's Defence Force, or PDF. Within a month, 800 soldiers had defected to these pro-democracy guerrilla units. Many brought their guns with them. But Zawal didn't join the PDF. Instead, he joined one of Myanmar's many ethnic armed organisations, groups opposed to the central state and its domination by the Burman ethnicity. To understand these groups, you need to understand that Myanmar is composed of dozens, not hundreds of ethnic groups, but that the Burman, who make up about two-thirds of the population, have always controlled the state and used it as a tool in furthering their interest. Some of these groups, like the Karen National Liberation Army and the Kachin Independence Army, have been fighting for decades since the country emerged from British colonial rule at the end of World War II. All of these groups draw on a combination of ethnic and political grievances. Many of them administer semi-autonomous territories, like the Karen state. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the 
the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. In 2013, 13 Ethnic Armed Organizations, or EAOs, came together to form the Nationwide Ceasefire Coordinating Team, NCCT, and signed an 11-point common position of ethnic resistance organizations on National Ceasefire, or the LISA Agreement. Most of them seemed to agree that they would accept a federal system, rather than complete autonomy. In 2015, a ceasefire was signed, but conflict between ethnic armed organizations and between EAOs and the government continued. Since the coup began, EAO membership has skyrocketed, and in October, the National Unity Government announced alliances with several groups under a central chain of command. Some political organizations who played a part in the 1988 uprising, like the All-Burma Students' Democratic Front, have been revived as armed groups. The ABSDF recently attacked Tatmadaw ships using an RPG. Attacks on military bases have also stepped up. PDF units have ambushed and killed policemen and raided police and military outposts. Each time they do, they steal valuable weapons and ammunition. The Tatmadaw has responded with shellings and airstrikes against residential areas, executions, mass physical retribution, and the murdering of civilians and aid workers and burning of their bodies. As a result of all this, ethnic armed organizations have joined forces with anti-authoritarian Burman people under the auspices of the People's Defense Forces, which are under the command of the exiled National Unity Government. We have never experienced such kind of brutalities from the uh, military as well as a strong resistance from the people. They try to uh, make sure the whole country submit to them, but we still refuse to allow them to be our rulers. This defiance has led to the formation of the People's Defense Forces, or PDF, a coalition of thousands of resistance fighters who are carrying out surprise attacks on hunter checkpoints, bombing army convoys, and supporting ethnic armies in their fight against the regime. Twelve months ago, these men and women were students and office workers protesting the coup. Today, they're training to overthrow the military. Being a soldier is a tough choice, but the young people, um, they are ready to defend the communities. They have to, of course, sacrifice their own daily life, ordinary life. 
Since March of 2020, the influx of new recruits has changed these groups. Generation Z militias like the Karini Gen Z Liberation Army have sprung up, founded by kids who were holding memeable signs at protests just a few months earlier. They care less about ethnic independence and more about beating the junta. Many Burman kids join these groups. These organizations of young fighters received training from the experienced guerrillas hiding in the jungle, but they tended to adopt a less top-down military structure and arm themselves by scavenging whatever weapons they could find, often 22 caliber rifles better suited to shooting squirrels than soldiers. It was these kids, who grew up online and knew that there was nothing you couldn't learn about on Reddit, who tipped the balance of force away from the state. Unlike the ethnic armed organizations and other more experienced guerrillas in Myanmar, these kids have little military experience. Their organizations have few rules and regulations. They're made up entirely of young people. As a result, there are certain things that they're less proficient at, but they're much better at things like grasping the use of new technologies, which has led to Myanmar being the first country in the world where 3D-printed weapons have taken part in a revolution against the government. We're going to hear more about that and many other things as this series continues. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.